course, Wendy. I couldn't help but notice you taking a liking to my boyfriend, Stan. Oh, well, I've taken a liking to all of you. You're all so young and cute and full of life. Can I tell you something, Miss Ellen? Of course, Wendy. Don't f with me. What? You heard me. Stay away from my man, bitch, or I'll whoop your sorry whole ass back to last year. Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we have ourselves a time. This week we are here to review the first Valentine's themed episode of South Park. It is Tom's Rhinoplasty. I'm Dando. I am Guy. And listeners, if you want to know how the sausage is made, you're lucky you weren't here for the five minutes or so that preceded the recording of this episode because it rolled really well off Dando's tongue, but... Uh, it took us a little while to figure out how to say rhinoplasty. We were trying all manner of alternatives. We were trying different uh, accents on different syllables, but we finally nailed it, I think, with a little help from Google and YouTube, Tom's rhinoplasty. By the way, not a bad episode if you ask me, Dando. What do you think? I really enjoyed, well, this is the first time we've had a guest role who's actually had a proper a role they can sink their teeth into. I thought Natasha was <laughs> hilarious in this. She made you really fall in love with Miss Ellen. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> I mean, she seemed like such a sweetheart. She was know? so she was so sort of um it's like she knew what was going on, but she was just like playing it down the whole time. She's like, kids, 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 what the fuck are you talking about? Just just relax. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but when Wendy, you do not want to fuck with Wendy Testerberger. <laughs> I'd forgotten that this was the episode where you did not fuck with Wendy Testerberger. She yeah. was legitimately scary, especially at the end with those uh with the with the devil eyes. Which we're skipping ahead. We are. We're getting too far ahead. That's of fine, though. But uh, Natasha, so she's most known for what, Mr. Davis? She's known for the species mm. movies. I think now- she was the first woman I ever saw naked in film. I think, wow. I think Species for Kids in the 90s, Species was the one where you just like, you were guaranteed boobs, but it looked like a horror movie. Or it, just, it didn't look like a an erotic thriller of any kind on the, on the cover. No. It's just like no. an alien. Your parents would be like, Oh, well, there's no boobs in this. It's, you can go for it, kids. Go for it. Whatever. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to see some boobs. I know. There was a bit of a whisper network going on, wasn't there? It's like, I know it looks like an alien ripoff, but it's got this hot lady in it, and she's not wearing a whole lot some of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I was in my 20s at this stage, so I was, but even I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, this entry sort of came out of nowhere, and uh, it was like, I think the reaction from a lot of the movie-going world, certainly the male contingent, probably a, maybe a large part of the female contingent, were going, we're taking the um, the Cartman approach. Whoa, she's pretty. Well, because of how successful it was, it was like three species films, I think, three or four. There were four. Four. Uh, she was in the first two. Okay, yeah, and made and made a I think a cameo in the third one, and then by the fourth one, it's like <laughs> this is going to sound really sort of dreadfully gross Hollywood casting cat. Eh, all these blonde chicks look the same. Let's well, just get one in. <laughs> wasn't one of them a male? Wasn't one of the species films male instead of the female? I think in the second one- There's male and female. Oh, how, do we, how do we attract a female audience? <laughs> pretty much, They got a hot dude. Yeah. <laughs> who had his clothes off for a while as well. I remember seeing Species too at the cinema and just thinking, this sucks. This is so unnecessary. <laughs> oh, not because of the dude or anything like that. Just like, it's a bad movie. Okay. It's not a good movie at all. I can't remember <laughs> if the first one was any good. I just remember, I remember literally just fast forwarding until I saw Boob. That's just, honestly, that's what like eight-year-old Dando did. <laughs> the first one is ridiculous, but it's also kind of fun. Okay. And 
it's got this cast of actually like reputable actors in it. I mean, let's. I think you've got at least two Oscar winners in the cast. You've got wow. bit like Ben Kingsley, Gandhi himself, Oscar winner Forrest Whitaker, uh, <laughs> a few other sort of reputable names, and Miss Henstridge. Uh, and they're all just in this alien comes to Earth, wants to fuck <laughs> movie. Sign me up. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, you know, even reputable actors have bills. <laughs> yeah. You know, even artists have mortgages. So, uh, yeah, but Miss Henstridge went on to... Uh, I don't know if she's doing much these days. I mean, she still pops up in uh, the odd movie now and then. She's in one of my favourite trashy B-movies, John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. I've never heard of that. Um, It is a movie that I will tend to talk up, even though I know it is kind of garbage. Yep, okay. One of your guilty pleasures? One of my guilty pleasures, indeed. Uh, But tell you what's not a guilty pleasure. Tom's rhinoplasty. No, not at all. So, as I said in the first Valentine's Day episode, the basis of the story is that Wendy is jealous when Stan and all the other boys, or mostly Stan, fall, have a crush on the new substitute teacher, uh, Ms. Allen, who has replaced Mr. Garrison, who has gone to get a nose job to look at David Hasselhoff. <laughs> uh, so, this is also the first time that they used a human face on a South Park character to sort of just give off the impression of something else. But that David Hasselhoff, I thought, was the perfect choice for this because he's one of those characters, particularly in the 90s, he was, like, still on Baywatch. He was still one of those... I wouldn't call him, like... Okay, was, was he seen as ironic or was he seen as, like, a really handsome dude in the 90s? It's a tough one, really, because apparently I, I was never a huge Baywatch guy. My my line on Baywatch is people don't like Baywatch. They like the opening credits of Baywatch. Great theme song, yeah. Yeah, and you're trying to watch a whole episode of that shit. It's like, eh, really? <laughs> but... Apparently, the first season of Baywatch was like a legit show. It wasn't everyone sort of like, oh, we're running around the beach and jiggling and have its tongue in its cheek or anything like that. It was trying to be like a serious story-ish, serious-ish story about lifeguards. What's that What's that yeah. Bondi show? Bondi Rescue. Bondi Rescue with a, with a script, yeah. Yeah, I imagine. But uh, I think after a while, they sort of steered into, I think people are tuning in to watch good-looking people in their Speedos. So, yeah, it became more and more campy. And I think Hasselhoff, as he was getting a little bit older, because he was, I, he was still in pretty good shape when when he started Baywatch, as far as I can tell. But I think as he got a little bit older, he was like, eh, I might start steering into the, the Hoff. The, the, German, um, the German music scene. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but it's funny. I mean, the face that they put on Mr. Garrison, the Hasselhoff face, you look at him and go, I can see why Hasselhoff was popular. He's a yeah. bit of a cutie. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't, like, Made it somewhat of a comeback. Now, I'm, I'm assuming he looks much older now, but he just seems like one of those guys who could just pop up in a random comedy and just kind of like the Mike Tyson role in The Hangover, that mm. kind of thing. Well, I think he does that every once in a does while. Does he? Okay. He? I think he's popped up in like the SpongeBob movie. And ah, okay. Did you ever see Piranha 3D? Like no, the- I did not, but that sounds right up Hasselhoff's alley. Well- he wasn't even Piranha 3D. He was in Piranha 3 Double D. <laughs> of course the, he was. The trashy sequel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sort of playing himself. I think he was actually playing himself. Huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but <laughs> just the Hasselhoff face, you know, and the Mr. Garrison mouth on it occasionally. But it's like, yeah, Hasselhoff was a bit of a stud back in the day. <laughs> And I just love seeing Garrison being treated with respect. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> or, uh, respect slash disrespect because they swarmed him in the end. But it was, it was, I guess you could say it was nice seeing him confident in himself. It's true. I mean, I do get a huge laugh out of him saying it was time to him to 
you know, follow his dream, which was to, to hang out and screw hot chairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a shallow individual. But at the same time, who among us? <laughs> we, we also got a great uh, chef song. No substitute. Oh, well, are we going to favourites already? Because- All right, hang on one second. <laughs> let's commence. Favourite moments. All right, let's go to it. No substitute. It's the, it's the backup scene. <laughs> no substitute. No substitute. <laughs> oh, chef, the one man band is doing it all himself. I forgot again. I'd forgotten about that song that was in this episode. Yeah, and I'd actually completely forgotten about the oh substitute bit. Um, but <laughs> the lyric before that, uh, I just want to buy you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> It felt like he was sort of making it up yeah. on the fly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and getting so carried away that he starts being his own his own backup singer. <laughs> but no subsidy. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. It's one of the um, best songs that they ever produced on South Park, for sure. I reckon so, if only for that bit. Uh, I, I remember having the um, the South Park CD that the chef ate, and it was on that. I remember just listening oh, to it on really? repeat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're talking favourite bits, yeah. Uh, well, I had another- chef favorite bit mm-hmm. because he was listing okay now is miss ellen hot like so-and-so or like so-and-so and then he finally landed on erin gray in season two of buck rogers and as a child of the 70s and 80s i was like damn nailed it because, <laughs> yes erin gray who played wilma deering buck rogers sort of um love interest slash sidekick on Buck Rogers in the 25th century was, um, to use an outdated term and perhaps vaguely sexist, but hey, let's go with it, a hottie. <laughs> yes, super fine, if you ask me. I really, um, I really, I really liked um, Kenny's sheer glee at uh, her appreciation for the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> of course he would give her the sausage. What a champion. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking up, I was trying to look up um, that site that you mentioned that said- What Kenny says? Yes, I'm going to do says. it right now. I reckon there's one point, like when Kenny, when uh, Miss Allen first walks in. To me, I listen to it like two or three times. It sounds like I'd really like to suck her titties. That's what I reckon he says. I'm going to look it up I, right now. <laughs> I think Kenny's very big on the old on the titties. He does, Again, and deep vaginas us? apparently. Big fat titties and deep vaginas is what he likes. Um, <laughs> so when the boys are amazed that the substitute is so hot, Kenny says, "God, I want a piece of her." God, I want a piece of her. Okay. I thought it was, God, I want a suck of titties. But there you go. When Chef says, <laughs> when Chef says, you know what they say about women with long arms, Kenny says, yeah, they can always finger their pussy. <laughs> oh, my. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this show is so dirty. I know. And then, well, see, the thing is, they can get away with saying it because no one can really understand it. If you're no. not, but then the final one is when the boys are asking Stan what he did to Miss Allen, Kenny says, well, did you stick it in Miss Allen's loose vagina? And that's when he goes, I did what? Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't condone this kind of potty talk. No. But at the same time, it's the kind of thing that uninformed children would probably say when they're I learning how to I don't think when I was eight, I'd be saying, did you stick it in her loose vagina? I just don't think that came across my vocab at that point. <laughs> but yeah, Kenny, well. we've learned Kenny is well ahead of his years, though, isn't he? <laughs> He's a fast learner. He definitely listens to, to, to Chef. He gets all his advice from Chef. He's the one who's paying attention. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. All right, so trivia for Tom's rhinoplasty. What is your first question, Mr. Davis? What did Stan have for breakfast? Ah, man. That's a... Oh, fuck. I should know this. Oh, it's on, Kyle points it out. Waffles? Waffles. Waffles, yay. My first question is, 
What type of head does Mr. Garrison have? It says on the screen when he's choosing oh, the different noses. Damn it. Because I was paying attention to something else and I thought, nah, Dan, they're surely not going to do anything on the screen. Um, well, I did. Type- yeah, but you did. Was it a type three? Type B. Type B. Mm, B was- big. <laughs> he, had, he, had a, he had a guy style head. Mm, sure did. All right. Well, while we're in the Tom's rhinoplasty surgery, Mm -hmm. can you name three out of the six types of noses that are on the poster on the wall? Damn, I didn't look at any of that. I just looked at the other poster that said, there is hope. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. (laughs) The elephant man. I didn't like, what what have you got for me? What were the answers? The six are Hooker, Trump. Money, artist, cheater, and dictator. What's the cheater one? I I can't remember what exactly the type of noses were, (laughs) but I I just saw the words. I wasn't paying attention to the noses. My next question is, Kenny got Mrs. Allen a sausage. What did Kyle get her? Uh, uh, I think it wasn't- No, it wasn't earrings or a key ring. No. It wasn't anything like that. It was something you wear, though. Keeps you warm. Scar. Yes. Got her scar. <laughs> that was my William Shatner. Got her scar. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what was that? Zap <laughs> <laughs> <that> Brennick. <laughs> got, got her scar. Got her scarf. Yes. Your next <laughs> well, question. While we're speaking Valentine's Day presents, mm-hmm. what did Cartman get missing? A chocolate pie. But he left it at home. Oh, damn it. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, what was he going to get her? Ah, oh, a vacuum cleaner. Chicks love vacuum cleaners. Because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I was looking at it going, wait a minute. How did I get that wrong? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? <laughs> My final question is, how long was Cartman licking the carpet? before? You know, I've been licking the carpet for this long. I want to say two hours. Three. <laughs> mm. There's some pretty good gags there too. You know, munching on a box. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have, uh, I have two last questions. Right, so- hit me with them. Again, a multiple choice kind of question. Mm-hmm. Can you name two of the three items on the hot lunch menu? I have no idea. I'm going to say Salisbury steak. <laughs> no. They got a little inventive this time around. Okay. Or Chef got a little inventive because on the hot lunch menu were couscous with goose, oh. cream cheese surprise, don't know why that could be, and beef jerky a la Hercules. <laughs> the hell would that be? <laughs> no idea, man. <laughs> I wouldn't try it, though. I've never eaten beef jerky. Have you ever eaten beef jerky? I've had I've had my share of jerky. So you've had or you've done? <laughs> oh, I've eaten it. <laughs> you've done your fair share of jerky. I've done my, shift, my fair share of beef jerky. If you, if you know what I mean. It, it's, it's pretty easy to know what I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, I've had my share of beef jerky and eaten it. Um, I never regret it, but at the same time, it's like, why am I wasting these calories? Yeah, seventh down the list yep. of um, of things that I would eat, of beef products that I would eat. I'd rather get one of those Slim Jims that they have at the supermarket. You know those? That like just, it's like a mini cabana. Like I, know, I know what a Slim Jim is because it's the Macho Man. He used to promote Slim Jims. <laughs> slim Jim. <laughs> Try the Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any kid who grew up in the 90s watching wrestling definitely saw a Macho Man Ready Savage Slim Jims commercial. All right, so that is trivia for Tom's rhinoplasty. We'll be right back after this short break with our full in-depth review. 
If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. The episode kicks off at school, and Wendy is mentioning to Stan that it's Valentine's Day coming up, so she suggests that maybe he can go on a cruise, like a make-believe one, and Cartman just- I can't afford a cruise, dude! Cartman just pisses himself laughing, just being very Cartman. This is very real, you know, when some- It's like when a guy, I say a guy, a kid, like a boy, starts dating a girl, you start to grow up a little bit, you're like, okay, I'm going to be open to her feelings, I'm going to be open to new ideas. Cartman's just that, that boy is just like, eh, kids, give you cuties. He laughs at anything that's romantic. It's just, it, it, <laughs> it was nothing of it at all. I think it's hilarious. I don't know if I actually say it on South Park, but it's what it seems like, Ugh, you want to kiss a girl that's gay? Yeah, that, that's pretty much what it, oh, that's what the, um those, who, the goo, that's what they would say, those those kids. <laughs> but that's that's the mentality of most kids when you're younger. It's like, yeah, no, don't get any girls, that's disgusting. But there's always that one or two kids, always, always those one or two kids that, that, you know, get a girlfriend. It's just like, oh, man, should we grow up too? Nah, they're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and you always think that when you, it was in high school, we had a couple of, like, one, a couple of my best friends, they got girlfriends. And you always hated them because they're like taking them away from you. And it's like, dude, you used to be cool. We used to come play pennies. Now you're fucking hanging out with her. What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell you when you're like, oh, pennies. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, though, with, with Wendy saying, we can have a little cardboard boat and dress in costumes. And Cartman's just cracking up. I'm like, kind of with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty... <laughs> Pretty hilarious. But then she suggests dressed up as costumes, pretend to get married. Cartman again pisses himself laughing. <laughs> this is where Garrison uh, explains. His, oh, no. It's Mrs. Um, oh, what's the principal's name? The uh, principal Prin- Victoria. Prince Victoria explains that Garrison's not going to be teaching due to him having some surgery. So, they're going to have a substitute and the kids are all sad. And then she says, I hope you teach this. Sub- I give this substitute the same respect you give Mr. Garrison. Uh, we don't, respect Mr. we don't have Garrison. any respect for Mr. Garrison. So this is where she introduces Ms. Allen and all the kids that is absolutely smitten. And by the way, it's a little bit of foreshadowing the whole uh, lesbian angle, shall we say, because I don't know how long Ellen had been out. Oh, fair Ellen, point. Ellen DeGeneres yeah. at this stage. I think she came out in, the, in 97. I think the episode was about 97. Sounds about right. Let's look yeah. it up. Yeah, but yeah, that, that, that's actually a good point. I'd never even- Fucking, that's a that's they basically told us from the get go, didn't they? Yeah, but it was a really huge deal. Yeah, I, I, remember, I was I was still too young to really understand what was going on, but I just remember it being a big deal. It was called like the puppy episode or something, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I was looking but it was a Alan big, big leap forward. Yep. So yes, I mean, they go. up until then, you know, Ellen DeGeneres was just a very you know likable everyday stand up comedian. Had sitcoms where just want to say she's still very likable now. Or she, or she was at the time. Not, not so much now, apparently, but... <laughs> apparently, everyone hates it. Yeah, I know, right? Poor Ellen. Uh, but, you know, I think if you've got like $600 million in the bank, you can pretty much, you know, give the middle finger to the world or, you know, slap Chris Rock on the, on the stage, do whatever you like. Yeah, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to talk about it eventually. I thought we'll save that for the, uh, the four-finger discount episode. Indeed. What do the four fingers say to the face? <laughs> slap. Just the way he said... <laughs> Out your fucking mouth. Yeah. You're like, wow, we will. <laughs> He's <Golly>. going for it. <laughs> Dan and I had a good conversation in the DMs 
about this, but we will talk about that on Four Finger Discount. We will stage, indeed. Check out our Simpsons podcast, Four Finger Discount. Oh, yes. But I was looking but, this up. Yes, it was the puppy episode and it did air in April of 97. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, but prior to that, she, you know, they tried to set her up with, you know, the odd male love interest. Thing. She actually made a romantic comedy, a big screen rom-com with Bill Pullman called Mr. Wrong. Okay. Where, you know, it's like, oh, am I ever going to find the right guy? Oh, I found it in Bill Pullman. Everybody loves Bill Pullman, except he's nuts. So, um, and I think that came out at roughly the same time that she came out. So, it was like. Not really buying this. <laughs> Definitely Mr. Wrong, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway. But sorry. yeah, so yeah, Miss, Miss Allen, that, that's all in the name. You're right. I, I, you would have to think that was deliberate, right? Oh, absolutely! Don't yeah. Parker and Stone. They're just sort of like, yeah, let's let's be cheeky lads. But yeah, all the kids are absolutely smitten. All the, the looks on their faces—it's it, odd. It's not even the looks on the faces. It's, it's, it's bizarre. <coughs> yeah, yeah. But Wendy is very annoyed by this, and this is where she goes through all the names. You must be Eric Cartman. Yes, man. <laughs> I love. I love. <laughs> I love his yes man when he's like yes man. <laughs> yes man. <laughs> Stan throws up when she reads out his name. And Cartman explains, he always pukes when he's in love and Wendy's very sad. She's not happy with this at all. I I can understand Wendy's point of view. When you're young and you're in love and all of a sudden they're showing attention to this hot woman, you'd be like, how can I compete oh, yeah. with that? Like, imagine yeah. if you were in, t- in high school and then the girl you were, you were you know, off, not, not really date. I guess they can say they're dating, but, you know, they're, they're an item of some kind. Yes. She starts, like, falling, having a crush on, on the math teacher. It's like, you'd hate the math teacher. Would you not? You would. You And- yeah, these days you'd call a you'd call a hotline. Garrison is now getting his nose job preparation done. Tom has definitely tied himself up. Tom yeah. of Tom's rhinoplasty looks like he's, you know, gotten high on his own supply. If you know yeah. what I mean, Unle- unless he was you know, genetically blessed and born that way, but he sort of he looks like Bruce Campbell. He does. Speaking of Bruce Campbell, he was in a movie or a show that Nicole and I were watching last night. I can't remember what it was. Ah. Oh. It was an old show, Burn Notice. We started watching Burn Notice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it was in the first episode. I was like- apparently, He's in all of them. Oh, 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 is he? oh okay, cool. Because I was like, apparently- yeah, he's- I said to Nick, apparently he's an awesome guy. Nicola, like- um, uh, uh, I said to Nicola, apparently he's an awesome guy because Guy was like the MC for his event or something. And apparently Bruce was just nothing but a gentleman. He totally was. And also, I mean, the guy's probably in his 60s now, but he's like 6'2 or something. Keeps himself in really good shape. I'm like- if you wanted to make like the Dark Knight Returns or something, or you know, like a, a movie with old Batman and old Superman, you'd cast him as old Superman. Yeah, I can buy that actually. He just he looks the type, and he also has the physical presence and the sort of demeanor. So yeah, Bruce Campbell, good guy. I have to admit, I'm so embarrassed about getting a nose job, Tom. I didn't want people at school to know, so I told them I had herpes. You shouldn't be embarrassed, Mr. Garrison. People have cosmetic surgery all the time. Before we start, this computer can help you pick what kind of nose you want. Wow, isn't that amazing, Mr. Hat? It sure is, Mr. Garrison. Now, we could go with something a little smaller, which would make you look like this. Hmm. Or we could straighten out the bridge, which would make you look like this. Oh, that's not bad. Of course, we could narrow the bridge, which would make you look more like this. Wow! That's it! That's the nose I want! All righty, then. Now, I must warn you, Mr. Garrison, that there are risks. You could wind up a hideous, foul shadow of a creature, so terrifyingly ugly that you are forced to live in the sewers, only emerging at night to hunt for scraps of food. I can live with that. All righty, then. Let's get started. 
When out in the schoolyard and the kids are arguing over who Ms. Allen was looking at the most, a chef asks about her, like, who, who is this person? What does she look like? Vanessa Williams, Tony Braxton, beautiful, or Pamela Anderson, beautiful, or or who, Mr. Davis? Erin Gray in season two of Buck Rogers. i got to meet this woman. <laughs> I love Sam. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I love that Chef is picking some really late 90s kind of <laughs> comparisons. Like, you know, Vanessa Williams from, um, well. Pamela, well, Pamela Anderson was the babe of the 90s, was she not? She's certainly up there. Absolutely. Yeah. When it comes to iconic bombshells. True. Vanessa Williams was pretty big for a while. Though. And Tony Braxton was- um, Tony Braxton was very 97. See, as a, as a kid, though, I would have no idea who that is. Pamela Anderson, though, everyone knew who Pamela Anderson was. You'd, yeah. heard of the na- you'd heard of the name Pamela Anderson. And what was the movie she was in, the really shit one? I remember seeing the video, co- uh, Barb oh, Wire Bar- or something. Barb Wire. I remember seeing oh, that yeah. video cover at the shop, and I was like, ooh, that looks interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you got it up, I was like, ooh, this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy then points out all of her faults. You know, left arm's longer than the right. I love the conversation with Kenny here. You know what they say about uh, women with one arm longer than the rest. <laughs> and then he points out, she points out the mole on the back of her neck with hair growing out of it. You know what they say about women with moles on the back of the neck with hairs growing out of it. What do they say about women, Mr. Davis, with moles on the back of their neck with hair growing out of it? Do you know? That you, that you never mention it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stan, however, is just- That you say it makes you all the more beautiful. Stan is just uh, not interested in Valentine's Day anymore. He's like, yeah, sure, Wendy, whatever. I'm just, I'm just whatever. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go do something. The kids all then go off to the mall. All the boys go off to the mall to buy Ms. Allen a gift for Valentine's Day. And Wendy cries and reminisces about all the moments where Stan threw up on her. <laughs> There's a lot of throwing up in this episode. There was. I liked the puke montage very much. I thought it was quite sweet. Um, I think my favourite moment of all of it was when they were on, what do you call them, the springy horses. Okay, yeah. They go back and forth. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, what, what that little moment there did, though, was it really showcased just how, in 10 episodes, how much the animation has improved from that pilot? Absolutely. I look at the pilot scenes and it's like, wow, I don't remember it being that shit. But when you compare it to now, it's like, <laughs> wow, we the come leaps and bounds. All the kids are now checking out Ms. Allen's ass as she's writing on the board. And she says, does anyone want to stick around after class and help me clean my erasers, Carbon? Me, 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 me. <laughs> Straight away. Stan agrees to. She asks Stan... This is the thing, though. Was she just completely oblivious to it all, the fact that she kept favouring Stan? Or was she slightly going, I'm going to play with this and just fuck with Wendy? Mm. She seemed innocent. And it seemed yes. it would seem odd that she would go that far, but maybe it was just all coincidental. Unconsciously, I think yeah. she was doing it. You know, yeah. everyone has favourites. Everyone has their biases. And, you know, even if you can't admit it to yourself or, or don't even recognise it yourself, it just sort of comes through. The kids don't know their multiplication. What, what were you guys up to uh, before Garrison left? Uh, well, we just left about Yasmin Bleeth. <laughs> <laughs> she was dead in that guy, Richard Grieco, who was on 21 Jump Street for a while. Then he got his own show. Booker, by the way. <laughs> Good show? No, nah, kind of garbage. Okay. Great opening credits, though. Uh, the theme song was like Hot in the City by Billy Idol. Oh, what a song. I know. And it was all this late 80s, early 90s sort of um, arty black and white sort of documentary style, and it's just Richard Grigo sort of swanning around looking ah, cool in his black in leather jacket. Yeah. You'd never watch an episode. It was like Baywatch. You'd never watch an episode, but you watch the opening credits and like, now I can go about my evening. <laughs> <laughs> See, before Spotify, before YouTube, you had to watch the show, watch the intro, and then you moved on. See, Pretty but much. Billy Idol for me, I remember my dad used to listen to Billy Idol a lot, a, couple, a few songs, like the hits. I remember he had the tape in his car. I remember when Hot in the City would come on, even when I was like four or five, 
I knew that was a cool song. I was like, this this guy's fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) What was your name again? Uh Uh-oh, chef's moving in on Miss Ellen. I'm the substitute. Well, I'm sure there's no substitute for you. That's very nice, Mr. Chef. Now, if you're finished... Nobody could take your place. No way that could match your face. No, you got it going on in a way so clear. I just want to buy you a beer. Or maybe tonight at 7.30 or something, I could uh, come by and pick you up in my car. No substitute. No substitute for you. No substitute. No, baby, that's no substitute for you, girl. No substitute for you now. You know that is true. No substitute. There's just no substitute for you. What a song. No substitute. It's just the best. <laughs> it just, gives, it just makes me so happy. And I just love how, like, you know, he eventually gets his way. She she agrees to it. And the kids are just oh, like, yeah. man, we're going to learn how to do that, guys. Like, like he's, just, <laughs> he's just so confident. Oh, man, he's going to make sweet love to Miss Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Garrison then wakes up and he looks horrific, if I do say so myself. He's all bloodied and bandaged up. It's a bit of that Joker thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. What have you done to me? (laughs) Yeah, smashes the mirror. Yep, yep. He then asks, have you seen the movie Contact? (laughs) Which causes Garrison to throw up. Is it a bad movie? No, not a bad movie at all. Actually, a pretty good movie. Although the reason that uh, Mr. Garrison gives for not enjoying it is something that pissed off a lot of people at the time. Okay. (laughs) The kids are then all leaving class and Wendy says, I'm just going to stick around for a moment. Can I speak to you, Ms. Allen? And we get, don't. Fuck with me. with me. Stay away from my man, bitch. I'll whoop your sorry whole ass back to last year. <laughs> I like seeing the side of Wendy. It just shows that love can make you do crazy things. Ask Will Smith. Ask Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Stan's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> well, I certainly want to thank all you lovely children for the presents you bought me. Oh. What a delightful scarf. Thank you, Kyle. Loser gift. Loser gift. And here's one from Kenny. Oh, thank you very much, Kenny. This is a very scrumptious looking sausage. <laughs> oh, and what a nice alarm clock. Thank you, Stan. <laughs> and here's another present from Wendy. Oh, why, it's a dead animal. Thank you, Wendy. See, she liked my present the best. Where's your present, Cartman? Uh, well, I got Miss Ellen a chocolate pad, but I uh, left it at home. Then she explains we're going to have a spelling test. And I was like, I'm not sure about this. The highest score gets to go out for dinner with her. I'm like, this yeah. is a bit. What's going on here? This is surely playing <laughs> up slightly. I mean, if I, went, if I came home and you, what, they're in primary school at this point. It's so elementary school, like grade five. And went, oh, yeah, if I win, I get to go to, out to dinner with my I English mean, teacher. grade three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get to go out to dinner <laughs> with my English teacher. It's like. What? 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 what, what, what? <laughs> You'd be Sheila Brodowski. How good was um Carmen? Oh man, I wish I knew how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy asks uh, Miss Allen, "When you're that old, do you have to wear? Is it depends, depends undergarments? Yep. <laughs> oh. Just being a bitch. We're now at the cafeteria, and the kids all think that they aced the test. And Wendy then says, "Miss Allen, she ever heard of taking a dump? She got horrible gas. <laughs> Just being jealous. I love the Cartman calls her out for it. It's telling that she smelled like a dead cat rotting in the hot sun. Ow! Dude, I aced that test. I'm gonna win that dinner with Miss Allen. No, you're not. I don't think I missed any. Hi, Stan. I bet I scored a hundred. Hi, Stan. 
Oh, hi, Wendy. I was just in the bathroom, and Miss Ellen was in there taking the biggest dump I've ever seen. No, she wasn't. Yes, she was. That's impossible. Well, she did, and she has horrible, horrible gas, too. She says she can't control it. Nuh-uh. It smells like a dead calf rotting in the hot sun. Oh, cool. Hi, Wendy, Shizzy, you need to stop with this whole jealousy thing. Yeah, you're acting like a freak, Wendy. No, I'm not acting like a freak! But uh, so Chef explains that the date didn't go too good um, because she doesn't play for the right team. And I was like, ah, that line probably wouldn't find anymore. But uh, she's a lesbian. And the kids have no idea what a lesbian is. Even Kenny doesn't yeah. know what it is. So yeah. as Chef says, look, all you need to know is that she only likes other lesbians. So this is where the kids decide, well, I guess we have to become lesbians. If that's the only, if, that, if she only likes lesbians. <laughs> I love Cartman just yeah. pulling the, yeah, pulling the, the, I guess the race card. <laughs> well, my grandma is Dutch Irish, and my dad and my grandpa is lesbian, so I'm not called lesbian. <laughs> I love it, isn't it? Was it the one where they go hunting? He's like, my mum says there's a lot of black people in Africa. He just, yes. he just says random fucking lines like this all the time. Garrison now looks like David Hasselhoff, and he is strutting his stuff. He's loving it. We didn't talk about it during my favorite bits, but it is one of my favorite bits that just shadow dancing was his was his strut song. Yeah. So good. <laughs> and it, it the perfect really song works. for it. Yeah. Yeah. It made me want to sort of put shadow dancing on uh, on Spotify. <laughs> Cartman's now licking carpet in order to become a lesbian. And the ki- the boys have got the Indie Glow Girl CD and Birkenstocks. Garrison, as we said, strutting your stuff to um, Shadow Dancer. Is that right? Shadow Dancing. Shadow Dancing. Shadow Dancing. Yes. Yeah, great song. <laughs> yeah. Is it, I don't know if it's the Bee Gees or if it's just Andy Gibb. I don't think it's a BG song. Let's look that up. Up shadow pretty, dancing. Pretty sure it's Andy Gibb, the Gibb brother who was not in the Bee Gees. Shadow dancing was by Andy Gibb. Yep, the following one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> Wasn't he always the one that was like ostracized? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to- the following one. <laughs> Oh, dear God. Okay, we've got to continue. Uh, I'll try and stop laughing. Uh, where were we up to? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Mrs. Kimball. That's right, Mrs. Kimball. So, this is actually set up for the for the end of the, of the episode. Mm. So, you think that she actually thinks he's attractive, but she probably does, but she's actually helping Wendy here in this moment because mm. she's going to convince Mr. Garrison to become a teacher again. So, Wendy invites uh, Bebe. I like that. Bebe. <laughs> Good name. <laughs> Fights her over to give her a makeover, a full Olivia Newton-John in Greece makeover. There's a long, proud tradition of the slutty makeover. Yep. Or or even just the polish up. Like in the Breakfast Club. So so many mm-hmm. people were upset when, you know, they tidied up Ali Sheedy, you know, turned her from goth weirdo into just, I don't know, <laughs> white bread gal. It was like, you, know, you took away her personality. I don't know. I think I think Olivia Newton-John probably looked hotter as regular Sandy than oh, she did 100%, as- 100%, yeah. But uh, Wendy also mentions here that she'd like to put her into a rocket and launch her to the center of the sun. And that's another setup for the finale of the episode. Foreshadowing. Yes, foreshadowing. Uh, we're now at the school and the kids are fighting over who is the king lesbian and who looks mostly <laughs> as a lesbian. Wendy arrives and she looks just like that chick from Greece, Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> a common mistake. I mean, I, I like I like that line a lot because it actually is the kind of mistake that an eight-year-old would make. But unfortunately for Wendy, Ms. Allen has also rocked up in black leather. <laughs> We're like sisters. Die! Die! 
<laughs> Garrison then arrives and Wendy's all happy because she thinks Mr. Garrison is returning, but nope, he announces that he's quitting to go hang out and do what? Screw heart checks. Exactly right. And Principal Victoria says, you know what? Or Mr. Garrison announces that Principal Victoria says that Miss Allen can stay now as a permanent if she wants to. She agrees. And she also says, oh, by the way, Stan, you're the winner. You get to go have dinner with me. He throws up. Wendy's furious. Oh, by the way, Wendy, your grandma just died. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what an exciting day. <laughs> Garrison is now modelling. How cool are the, the, the stances that he was pulling? Oh, was yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm a lady killer, Mr. Hat. <laughs> and the, the shitty photographer with his awful British accent. That's great. Yeah. He's going to do a few hundred more. Oh, I'm going to need some more schmack. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> We're now at King Johnny's with Stan and Miss Allen. And Stan That's thinks- King Jimmy's. King Jimmy's, sorry. Jimmy's. Jimmy's. Because that was my other trivia question. There you go. Thanks for the correction. Uh, Stan's there with Miss Allen. And he thinks, are we, are we making love here? There's no fireplace. Chef always says you need a fireplace to make love. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Stan, there's nothing going on here. We are just friends. I'm your teacher. And Wendy is watching from the window. She gives up. She thinks it's all over. She's watching. Of course, it's raining outside as well. Of course. <laughs> of course, there's nothing going on here. I'm just your- adult teacher who's taking, taking you out for dinner an eight-year-old child for dinner yeah garrison is now bored of being hot and sexy he's like ah oh, so it's all cracked up to be i can relate and then the women swarm him he doesn't like it at all save yourself mr hat <laughs> <laughs> we're now back at school and stan explains that they had sex they made love <laughs> wendy and apologizes to miss allen and she says i hope that we can be friends and she apologizes to all the kids as as uh, school as well in the classroom she wishes stan and allen uh, Miss Allen could have all the happiness in the world. Look, there's nothing going on between us guys. Coming, that's not what we just heard. <laughs> if you're eight-year-old Stan and you went out for dinner with Miss Allen, when you come back to school the next day, you're starting a whole lot of rumours, aren't you? Oh, you are. You are not saying exactly what happened. <laughs> you made sweet love by the fireplace. Or you're letting other people's imaginations run away with them. Yes, you're not. You're not, you're not saying it didn't happen. You're just going. Yeah. You sort of. You know. You know when you, someone says, "Did this happen?" You sort of. Look away or, or like sheepishly. I, I'm not saying that, but I'm not not saying Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Garrison is now scared. You know, damn this beautiful face of mine. <laughs> he wants his old <laughs> face back again. Then we get Hakim Karishki from Iraq, who has come to take Miss Allen away. But due to the- So, what happened is, so they got a black and white photo of her sleeping with- mm. not, not real, obviously, but sleeping with yeah. someone else, one of their leaders or something? I think she's like a- um, I think she's a like spy? A, like a honey trap spy. Yeah, yeah. Um, she takes a knife off of them. I mean, th- poor Ms. Allen, by the way. This, yeah, this is not a not a good result. Not what you want. No, for, horrific. Um, <laughs> for anyone, let alone Ms. Allen, the lovely Ms. Allen. She accidentally, so, she accidentally kills Kenny with the sword. <laughs> and a, a good visual, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I thought they should have said, you bitch, though, instead of you bastard. Mm, probably. But, 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 I'm, ha- but I'm happy. But that's not the catchphrase, Dando. <laughs> that is correct. By the way, I did like that uh, Parker and Stone were doing a little bit of the- Racially insensitive, Durka Durka, oh. uh, pre Team America. I know, right? and I do it again when they have a chat with Wendy by the pool a little bit later as well. She's like, <laughs> so Stan, um, she's been taken away. Stan just can't believe that Miss Allen was an Iraqi criminal fugitive, and he throws up on Wendy once again. He says, "I'm sorry, Wendy." Throws up on her. She said, "That's okay. You know, it means that you love me again." Cartman is now chowing down on a box. It's the advice from his mum. <laughs> we now cut to Miss Allen, who is now in Iraq, and they've chucked her in a rocket, and they shoot her into the centre of the sun. I'm like, oh, poor Miss Allen. I thought that um, uh, Natasha was just really good in the role of Miss Allen here. I thought she was really believable. She was sweet, yeah. but it was like she brought a promiscuousness to the character that suited like her character from Species as well. 
a little bit of mischievousness. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's something something about her that you didn't quite know. And um, mm. but yeah, but then we see all the kids sitting by the pool. Miss Kimball walks up and says, "Oh, Wendy says thanks for helping me, Miss Miss Kimball." She's like, "No worries. Anything for you, Wendy?" Then the Iraqis arrive and she yells at them. I just thought that conversation was <laughs> so. So insensitive but so hilarious at the same time. <laughs> That's South Park for you, yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye, Miss Ellen. Winnie, you didn't. I told her, don't f*** with Wendy Testaburger. This, to me, felt like, and you probably won't understand because you never really watched or would have read the books, but this is how every, like, Goosebumps story finished with a big shocking revelation and then the end. Like, like that, that it just reminded me. I'm like, this is very goosebumps. <laughs> nice one, RL Star. Uh, no, I've never read any goosebumps books. I have seen the goosebumps movie, the one with Jack Black. They are the closest thing to 80s family fun that you're going to get in modern times, I reckon. I reckon so. Yeah, no, I, I like the goosebumps movie very much. Not enough to have watched the second one, but second one's good as well. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, and I think there's a third one coming out where Jack Black is inside the books and he has to try. He's, he's so he's been sucked into the books in the in the second one. Oops, spoiler alert! And uh-huh. and the third one is the kids have to go in and rescue him from all the different Goosebumps books. So he's going to be travelling through all the books actually in their world. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll keep an eye out for that one, and I will scour the streaming services for Goosebumps to Haunted Halloween. I believe it's called. It's yeah. It's it's. I can't remember if it's as good as the first one, but I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it. So, that was our review of Tom's Rhinoplasty, another enjoyable episode <laughs> of South Park. With the, with the odd um, sidetrack into Will Smith investigation And the fallen one. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest, like, subtle quotes in all the Simpsons, seriously. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I, I th- yeah, it's a very fun episode. Not not my favourite by any means, but still had enough in it. And I thought a really good first guest appearance that we had here from one Natasha. What's her last name? Henstridge. Henstridge. That's correct. Yeah, it sounds like Dandy has got a bit of a crush himself. Yeah, I sure do. I have since I was about <laughs> eight years old, and I hired that movie for the first time, and I was like, oh, I'm looking at boobs, and no one's here to stop me. <laughs> Hello, sir. Postman Butters with a special delivery for you. All right, we've got a question here for the mailbag from the mailbag, Mr. Davis. This one mm-hmm. comes from Scott Parsons. Remember, guys, if you do have a question for us or a message, you can send it through to southparkmailbag at gmail.com. Scott Parsons, yeah, Parsons. Scott Parsons says, do you guys have any substitute teacher stories, in particular, any hot substitute teacher stories? <laughs> Hello, Scotty, and sadly, no. Um- we had a substitute teacher who was, I won't say which AFL coach, it was, but it was the brother of an AFL coach, right? Who walked with a limp and he had like a crutch, right? So, like, I don't know, I don't know whether he injured his foot or something, but he, had a, he was walking with a crutch. And the brother who is an AFL coach is known for random outbursts of rage, punching walls, I guess you could say. Mm. And uh, this guy had a bit of a feud going with one of my friends, one Matt Burns. And one Matt Burns had a bit of a, a lip on him. You know, he liked to... You like to throw <laughs> throw some shade, and he wasn't a very good student either. So they just did, they didn't get along. And then one day in the um in the uh schoolyard, this teacher bumped into Matt when he was playing down ball. Just bumped into him, and we we're like, he meant to do that. This is probably not going to end well. And I remember this, <laughs> my mate Matt just turned around and was just like, "What the fuck, mate?" And we we're like, "Are they going to fight?" 
What are they going to fight? What's going on here? And then, I just love the idea of Matt, who I've never met, squaring up, what the fuck, mate? He goes, what the fuck, mate? And I'm like, oh, he's going to be bad because he, he was the one who had the short fuse. And this teacher gets his crutch and bonks Matt Burns on the head with it, with this crutch. And we're like, what the fuck? So then my friend Matt kicks the crutch from out of his underneath him. This teacher falls over, gets on top of the teacher. We're dragging, <laughs> we're dragging our friend off of this substitute teacher. Our friend uh, didn't get in trouble. He got he got a warning because there was enough witnesses to say that this teacher started it. Good but this Lord. teacher started a full-on fight. Smash Matt in the head with his crutch. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little glad that I said I didn't have any uh, old, um, substitute teacher stories because nothing beats that. It was just, it was, it just escalated. It was, just, <laughs> it was just chaos. <laughs> But um, but yeah, Fantastic. it was just one of those things where I was kind of like, "What do we do? We're we gonna let him kill him?" <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, AFL fans will probably be able to work out which coach I was talking about, and you you understand why his brother would also be very hot headed. Um, any other substitute teachers? I always liked when there was a substitute teacher because you always had the idea of we can play up now. Like, do you remember those times when you're like, "Oh, well, today's gonna be fun. We're not gonna be serious yeah. today." It's usually. Okay, rolling in the TV and the and the VCR. So, like, oh, okay. Oh, actually, actually gonna- I've actually got another story. I've actually got another story. So, this oh. was a substitute teacher who was filling in for like three weeks. She was like our Miss Allen, right? Mm-hmm. And she was, I guess she was quite kind of pretty. But I was like year nine. I was just like, whatever. I wasn't interested. I remember I walked up to her desk to ask her a question. And I put a book down in front of her and I pointed out something, right? And then the next class, which was like, it was science class. So that was maths. It was science class. And I got called out of the room. I was like, this is strange. I'm never usually called out of the room. Like, what am I in trouble for? And they got, they took me into the principal's office. And I was like, oh, shit. I thought something had happened to my family or something else or whatever. And they mm-hmm. go, now, her name was Ms. Egan. I remember her name was Ms. Egan, actually. Mm-hmm. And they go, now, we don't want to accuse you of anything. We don't know what's going on. But, Ms., we've had some complaints from, from Ms. Egan that you've been standing too close to her. I'm like, what? And they're like, you've been making her feel uncomfortable by by standing too close to her. I went, well, what do you, what do you mean? They go, you, well, apparently you came up to her desk and you stood really close to her. I said, she called me up there. Go, yes, but apparently you're standing, you're standing too close and you made her feel uncomfortable. So, we thought we'd just have a bit of a discussion here on personal space. And I was like, get the fuck and out. Then they, and then they played the video for don't stand so close to me <laughs> by the police. <laughs> But I was, just, I was going home, going, "Am I? Am I like? Am I a pervert? Am I a pervert? Yeah, like look." And it, it, every and it was never like discussed after that. So like every class with her after that, I was like, "What do I do? Like, do I talk to her? Like, do I do? Do I approach her about this?" But she never brought it up. But apparently, she made complaints to the principal that I stood too close to her. Ooh. There you go, Dando starting young. Dando the sex pest. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they are my substitute teacher stories thanks for the question Scott uh, thank you to everyone who has uh, rated and reviewed us on the Apple Podcast store as well as Spotify if you haven't done so yet please do so rate and review us check us five stars leave a few kind words if you have a question for us you can send it to southparkmailbag at gmail.com and if you do enjoy everything we do here at Going Down to South Park you can join the family by going to patreon.com slash four-finger discount where you not only get early access to this show but all the other shows we do here on the network as well as access to the Facebook community where you get to banter with Guy myself on a daily basis prize draws and much, much more that's patreon.com slash four-finger discount this has been Tom's at Rhinoplasty next week, Mr. Davis we have Mecha Streisand yeah yeah, it's going to be a fantastic episode to review that one for sure but thank you once again, guys for your ongoing support listening to the show but for now, Mr. Davis any final words for those amazing listeners out there.
just indeed that there, when it comes to podcasts, there is indeed no substitute. No substitute. Thank you.